on trucking, supply lines chaos as COVID and Brexit effects combine. Proletarian writers. 70,000 pigs are currently stuck in British farms, waiting for a truck to come and ferry them to a slaughterhouse. Every week, another 15,000 pigs come and join the queue. But the truck doesn't turn up in time. Why? Because there are 90,000 fewer HGV drivers than are needed to join up all the dots in Britain's supply lines. UK rejects industry plea for visas for EU truck drivers by George Parker and Sylvia Pfeiffer, Financial Times, 22nd of August, 2021. And if the pigs do make it to an abattoir, they will be there for a long wait. Why? Because slaughterhouses are only running at 75% capacity. Why? Because there are 14,000 vacancies for meat processors than can be filled. Such is the madness of capitalism, that pig farmers may be forced to destroy thousands of perfectly good pigs, adding to the obscenity of food waste in the midst of food poverty. Meanwhile, shoppers are baffled by the reappearance of empty supermarket shelves on a scale not seen since the first lockdown. Prisoners to plug worker shortage in meat industry by Michael Race, BBC News. And of course, it's not only pig farmers who are in desperate need of trucks. Lorries are the essential lubricant to keep supply lines working smoothly. That being the case, it would be simple common sense to have a national plan for lorry transport, under which forward provision could be made for the supply of trucks and trained up drivers adequate for forecast need. But this is capitalism, a system in which common sense has no place. Instead, we have supply lines thrown into chaos by exposure to market forces beyond anyone's control, a transport system that relies upon the willingness of drivers to submit to being underpaid and overworked, and a failure to organise enough apprenticeships to meet training needs. For years, bosses have relied upon the ready availability of drivers from Eastern Europe, prepared to tolerate low pay and poor working conditions. This served a double purpose, plugging a gap in the workforce whilst helping to depress wages and conditions for drivers living in Britain. The government could hardly be unaware of the exodus of drivers returning to Poland, Lithuania and elsewhere, an exodus also affecting France and Germany, though in Britain's case it's accelerated by Brexit. Some 25,000 migrant workers have gone back home and it is estimated that the shortfall of, of around 90,000. Add to this the labour shortages in food processing, hospitality and construction, also in park triggered by reverse migration, and you have the makings of a perfect storm. So what does the government propose to do about this emergency? Belatedly, the government has started mumbling about plans to streamline the process for new drivers to gain their HGV licence and to increase the number of tests available to be conducted. This sounds very much like policy made on the hoof, lowering the bar on trading, training standards and prematurely unleashing rookie drivers on the motorway. Financial Times. Worst of all, the government's strategy is to relax the rules concerning the governing of length of time that drivers can spend behind the wheel, thereby exposing drivers to even greater levels of stress and fatigue. 
Raising the daily drive time quota from 9 to 10 hours, plus two 11-hour shifts per week, is like trying to pour a quart into a pint jug, with overworked drivers already regularly forced to sleep in laybys. As regards the labour shortages in food processing, the only solution suggested by the trade body representing butchers and meat processors is to badger Her Majesty's Prison Service into letting it borrow prisoners for work under a scheme that allows prisoners out to work on a temporary day release. This must surely be the ultimate capitalist fantasy, a completely captive workforce. Predictably, there have been pleas from big business, so far resisted by the government, for special work visas to be offered to tempt back migrant workers. But instead of trying to unpick Brexit, restoring the free movement of people, free that is to be shunted about the world to furnish a supply of cheap labour, the bosses should concentrate on improving workers' wages and conditions. After all, within the overall national context of low real employment rates, this temporary anomaly of labour shortages in certain areas of the economy creates a golden opportunity for workers to seek redress for years of seeing their work undervalued. Workers should strike while the iron is hot.